So the way I look at it is this, is we do, we do school together, we do dinner together, we do, um, I, I'll take Bennett with me to work yeah. sometimes. We do everything together. So what would it say to them if we left them out of the process wow. of, we do God together too. Yeah. We do, yeah. we wow. do ministry together. Yes. Yeah. Change is difficult. There's just no two ways about it. And the world has seen unprecedented change for sure in the last two and a half years. But what about when the change really impacts us and our families? I'm Ben Hauken. Today, we're going to talk about how to handle change in our lives here on This Is Family. At some point or another, most of us will go through a life-altering change. Whether it's marriage, the birth of a child, a job change, or a big move, something will send our lives into an upheaval for at least a short time, and it can be a real challenge to get through those seasons and keep our sanity. We have some very special guests joining us who are literally living through a massive season of change, <laughs> even as we record this episode here today. Reverend Dan and Sister Becky Oliver are with us today. And let me take a moment to introduce you to these wonderful friends of ours. Brother and Sister Oliver spent 19 years ministering at Apostolic Life in Champaign, Illinois, where they served as youth pastor and music minister. They are business owners and extremely talented creatives. They're parents to Avia and Bennett, who are amazing kiddos. Currently, the Olivers are serving as campus pastor at our Calvary Greenwood campus, but we'll get into that here in a minute because it's kind of part of the story that we're talking about today. Brother and sister Oliver, thank you so much for joining us today on This Is Family. Yeah, we're glad to be here. Glad Thanks to be for here. Us. So we teed up this episode today by asking the question, what happens when change impacts our families? But let's back up a bit and learn about the change that you all are living right now because you're living in a time of really tremendous change. So why don't you guys give us a little snapshot uh, of like what life looked like, you know, before you became pastor at <clears throat> our Greenwood location um, and then kind of contrast that to what it looks like now. Cause you're, you're literally right now going through this change. What's yes, it look sure like? Is. Yeah. So, um, we've been in Illinois for 19 years. Um, we've grown a life there. Um, it was interesting. I started off working a job, um, in construction, but we have, we transitioned into, uh, starting my own company. So with being a business owner, as you can imagine, um, there's a lot going on there. So, I mean, there's building crews, getting things together, uh, material lists, trying to get everything, uh, being a ahead of the game, if you will, um, trying to stay on top of that. And then I'm, we have a family that we are, obviously invested in. We want to see them thrive. And then there's ministry as well. So um, we did everything in the church as far as um, we were youth pastors for 10 years. We did um, music ministry. We did marriage ministry. I helped preach and teach. We did Bible studies. So needless to say, we were always busy with things, but there was some sort of structure. Um, we homeschool our kids and my wife can speak to that, but we tried to make sure that everything had structure to it. Um, it even though we were busy, we were very intentional with our time. Um, but that looks a little bit different right now. <clears throat> yeah. So I would say family time, um, you know, obviously with being in ministry, there was, uh, you know, we had to be intentional about making sure that uh, we were at church for things early, you know, to be there for worship and, and things like that to set up. But um, also just on the side of like being a mom, and homeschooling, 
I would say that was something that we had a good routine going. Like he was saying, we had a really good routine going. And uh, we even had a co-op we went to with the kids. Um, we did all that pretty good. Most of the time throughout the week, it was day-to-day time with our family at home, homeschooling, things of that nature. We were intentional about that. But now that things have changed, um, there is, very, I, I'd like to say it this way, is it feels like there's a very little structure at sometimes. Uh, now yeah, what yeah. we're doing is is we're trying to sell our home. Uh, we're living in a place where we're trying to find a house here. So uh, there's transition with that. Um, as we're pastoring in Indiana, we are trying to drive back and forth uh, one to two times a week already. So um, I feel like we're living on the road and I'm still trying to do my business. I don't have a job locked down here yet. So um, with that being said, it's there's a lot of travel time, a lot of time that um, is um, up in the air, if you will. So it seems like everything that was sure, everything that was um, it was what we thought it would be is no longer like that. It's just trying to manage that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure you probably try to take advantage of those times uh, on that war, well-worn path between Champaign, Illinois, and Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh yeah, to yes. connect with your kids, connect as a as a couple, and no doubt, and those car rides, I'm sure, are uh, to a certain degree probably some of some comfort at least right now. Yeah, for sure. Well, for the most part, uh, a lot of times to try to get back to <laughs> get everybody. I mean, um, situated, it, it's not an abnormality for us to get up at four o'clock in the morning on Monday oh. and leave. Um, so the kids, they sleep really well in the car. They've gotten really great yeah. at being car sleepers. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I mean, but other than that, yeah, Fridays, a lot of time are, are great times with the family. We'll stop along the way, grab something to eat, and we just make it an adventure. We're trying to find new places along the path, you know, and it's just, it's actually been beneficial for us because it's a time that we can, um, just be uninterrupted, if that makes sense. Yeah. With every, with all the chaos that's going on, there's, you find the times that you can get. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, so talk to us a little bit about, you know, leading up to this change. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you were in conversations with Pastor Carson, Pastor Lopez, um, long before you accepted the position, <laughs> long before the public knew that sure. you were you're going to be uh, assuming the, the pastorate there in mm-hmm. Greenwood. And so as a couple, as a husband, as a wife, knowing you've got two kids and you're getting ready to really uproot your lives and, and just go where the call is taking you. Mm-hmm. What, what steps did you guys think through or what action plans did maybe you think through uh, for preparing for the change? Sure. So um, this is something that I probably can't stress enough um, is with our family, we have made up and purposed for our our home, our family, that communication is key. Um, and that almost goes a little bit further than what you would even think. So what we did, even when this process was starting, um, there were a few other options. Uh, I know that God has called me to pastor and he was calling me to a ministry of that nature, but there were a couple other places that we were entertaining and seeing what God would do. Um, and ultimately, we want to give him um, control of that, but we were willing to walk through any door that he would open. So in doing that, we would bring the kids along with. Um, what I mean by that is this, is we would we would let them know our intentions and everything that's going on. Some people are very closed with their children, but I wanted to make sure that they are 
they were involved in the process. They knew exactly what was going on. There was nothing that was hidden to them. So if we were going to uh, a said location, we would tell them we're going because we feel like God might be opening a door here. Um, And that some people look at that as it may be scary for the kids, but our kids felt included and there wasn't a lot of unknowns there with them. So they would help us. We've always been big in God's not just calling dad, God's not just calling mom. He's calling us all. If we're going to a city, that's our mission field. And we want you to feel that as well. So we would bring them along with communication was just such a big factor in that. Sure, sure. And I would say, honestly, I'll I'll never forget the conversation when uh, we had sat down with our pastor and his wife and had shared with them like, hey, we we are really, really feeling called. Like God is really calling us to pastor and we don't even know what to do with this. And I'll never forget, we get in the car and the kids are like, so how'd your meeting go? You know, and we're like, I think we're just gonna go ahead and talk about this, I guess. (laughs) And so we did, we did. We said, you know, guys, like, you know, more than anything, like we have put God first, but I want you to understand that sometimes like, that may not look like what you think it's going to look like. We may not be here forever. Yeah. You know, we feel like there is a possibility that we might we might want to pastor. And uh, they were like, okay, I could see that. Like they were very open to it. We had this sort of organic conversation that we had in the car and the kids talked through it. And it was like when we ended and we pulled up to the house, it was like, okay, you know what? That happened naturally, number one. And number two, I feel like they got where we were. Yeah. And then from there on, it was so easy because like he said, he said, we actually told the kids like, hey, God's not gonna call just us. He's gonna call you too. And I will never forget the time that we told the kids, like he told them, hey, we want you guys to pray about this. We want to hear what you have to say because he's not gonna call just us. He's gonna call you too. And so he said to them, I want you to pray about it. So we left there and goodness, it had probably been at least two weeks. We headed off to camps in Illinois and I'll never forget the night when Avia comes up to me and she says, mom, I, I, I can't believe it, but God told me tonight, like I, I'm, I'm called, wow. I, I'm called and wow. I will go wherever. Wow. He's not just calling you, he's calling me and I will never forget that. And, and you know, I think even Bennett it, did the same it, with him. It happened with me as well. Um, we had known that the opportunity in Greenwood was there. And um, we were open with the kids. And Bennett came to me after a church service. And he's my sensitive little man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love yes, that kid. Yes. But he had tears in his eyes. And he, Dad, I, I got to talk to you. And I said, what? And he just began to cry. And I, I had pulled him in close. I was like, it's okay. What's going on? He said, God's calling me to Greenwood. Wow. And I was like, I just started taking the opportunity to thank God for that because I had already been called. My wife had already been called. And it was knowing that he was putting things together just in a time of change when everything seemed so chaotic. It was like God was blessing that and making sure that there were some things that were sure. I love that. You know, um, as you guys were talking about all this, including your kids, not shutting them out, but letting them be a part of the process and really them growing in their own callings. Yes, yes. Um, and seeing that, you know, God is moving in their personal lives along with you. It, it is a family. You are called as a family. We experienced the same thing, I feel like, with adoption mm. um, because we felt very called to adoption. When our two biological children were younger, you know, they they uh, 
couldn't entirely comprehend everything that was happening. But as we kept adding to our family, and then even as we had adopted children included in this, we would always talk to the kids before we added to our family again, because it it was different than just bringing in um, a child that we birthed. It was, you know, these kids had a past. They had different things they were going to be dealing with, and we were bringing that into our home. And we wanted everyone to be involved in that and included and, and, you know, feel called, not just us. So I think that's awesome. So I I heard something the other day that it really, um, it, it got to my heart. It was somebody talking in a minister's conference about their kids having resentment and bitterness towards the ministry because of the way things were, um, done. And so I, I asked the kids just the other day, we were in one of those lovely car rides and uh, I took them aside and, or well, I, I talked to them and I said, Hey, do you guys have any regrets, any bitterness, anything that, and both of the kids without hesitation said, no, we love it. We, we were scared at first, but because we were able to see things clearly, we realized that this is the will of God and we love where we're at. Yeah, I do. Th- I do did, think it makes <laughs> all the difference because you know, just relating it back to some of our experience, uh, just a couple weeks ago, we were pulled Landry and Clay aside to tell them some news about something, and when we pulled them aside, they weren't sure what we were going to say, and Landry got very excited and he goes, "Are we adopting again?" <laughs> and I said. No, is that what you're expecting? And he said, "Well, I wouldn't have been surprised. We have three empty seats in our van, oh, our bus." I love and it. he was like so excited, and they they've loved it. Like they've loved adding to the family. Mm-hmm. So when you make it exciting and you include them, it makes all the difference. Yes, well, yes. And, and kudos to you guys as well, because I think often in life as adults we can uh, miss opportunities. Sure. Mm-hmm. of being able to teach our children real oh, yeah. life things for sure. because we're so entrenched in it and we're mm-hmm. so focused on what's going on yeah. that it's like, well, wait a minute. Here I am walking through a time of tremendous change and everything is just in a complete upheaval. Wow. I could bring my children right alongside yes. and let them see the process so that when they're an adult, for and sure. they go through a yeah. time of change and, a, and some significant upheaval in their own lives, mm-hmm. they can look back and say, hey, you know what? When I was 10 years old, I remember my dad doing X. I remember yes. mom saying why. Right. And just an, an amazing opportunity. As parents, we need to remember and think about those things that we're walking through life. We're also teaching our children how to walk through those same times when they become adults. Right. And we've made the decision to do a lot of things together <laughs> in our family. So the way I look at it is this, is we do we do school together. We do dinner together. We do, um, I, I'll take Bennett with me to work yeah. sometimes. We do everything together. So what would it say to them if we left them out of the process wow. of, we do God together too. Yeah. We do yeah. we wow. do ministry together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 if we, we lose it, if we don't, if we don't do that. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. And I will say too, just to go back to something he had said earlier is, you know, we were on the same page. So when I knew, you know, he came to me, come to me and said, Hey, babe, like God is really calling me. Yeah. And it's like, it wasn't like, okay, you know, uh, I don't know what to do with this. It was okay. Let's do this. Yeah. And yeah. God's calling us and we're going to do this together for sure. Together. Incredible. So, Incredible. yeah. Well, that's awesome. I love all of that. Um, you know, we we could pretend that everything has just been smooth sailing and that your season of change has just been amazing. But um, 
I'm guessing that there's been some rocky moments as well. Oh, sure. Sure. So maybe just uh, in those times, what what do you go back to or draw on, you know, to help you get through the rough spots? Sure. That's interesting. Um, So we've decided in our lives that there are some foundational things that there may be change happening to us, but there are foundational things that we need to make sure that are sure. Um, Our relationship with Jesus is number one. Um, Our marriage, um, our parent and child relationship and our submission and our, our talking with our ministry or pastor, um, those things, they, they're non-negotiables. Um, so like, even when I have rocky times that are coming against me, those things can't, they can't be put aside because I'm going through, um, chaos or I'm going through unsurety. I'm going through all these things. So we've decided even more during those times. Absolutely. You need those to be something that you can stand on and glean from. So we've decided like when things come up, these are things that we need to lean into where a lot of times because things are changing or we're having rocky spots or storms going on in our life that we're like, okay, let's flounder around and try to panic and go find something that's working. No, you need to lean into the things that are sure. So- yeah. And I would say, honestly, there was a time I will not forget. We were um, in the car ride. For some reason, we were in the car. I think he was ministering uh, in Ohio. We came back, we were on our way back home and we got the call from Pastor Carson. And it was like, okay, you know, like go time. And the kids had already kind of knew and been praying about it and everything. But I don't think it had quite set in the change that was going to happen. And fast. And sure. very fast. Um, it was, I believe it was a Tuesday. And I remember uh, we we told them, okay, guys, we, we just got the call. Like, And both of them immediately just went to tears. And it was like, this is a tough, this is a rocky moment for and, sure. And to, to put, add on to that and jump mm-hmm. in with you is, sure. um, Ben, you might understand this a little bit more, is we're fixers. Yep. So my immediate <laughs> reaction is, okay, stop. Uh-huh. Why yeah. are you crying? This yep. is a good thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, just hold on. But the God inside of me let it happen. Yep. So Yeah, and I, I'll never forget because he said to them, it was so, I felt, I felt safe, you know, with the kids. And honestly, I felt safe with him, like what he was telling them. He said, guys, we're not going to ask you to stop like crying. We're not going to ask you to, you know, to not feel this, like this is a really big time in your life and we get it. And he said, there's going to be times where you just maybe start crying and it, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, he's like, we're going to be there. We're there. We're going to talk it through. We're, you do it. We're here beside you. And it was very safe. Very safe. The safety Mm -hmm. and the openness and communication was big to us because I mean, I'm not going to ask them to, Hey, we're going to take you out of everything that you've known for your entire life. Right. Yeah. And we're going to change it. And, you, and you're not allowed to feel anything. Yeah. Your, friend, oh. friends your friends, your relationships. Right. I mean, you can't everything. imagine. Just the familiarity. Which, which that yes. goes back to, you know, I relate everything to adoption, but it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like these kids, the smells changed, the language changed. Right. Oh yeah. You know, everything changed. Yeah. Their, their family changed, yep. you know, and you're right. It, you've got to let them have those moments where they just break down and, they don't know why they're crying. You know, one of ours, it was, mm-hmm. she left her best friend in Columbia mm-hmm. and she just would have those moments of, I miss her, you know, and, and you've got to let them feel that. I, I love that. I'm talking yeah. about a rocky road. That's a rocky road sure. because yeah. 
one of the things that I take pride in, and, and it's a godly pride, but it's being a father, being a husband. My family is a huge deal to me, but letting them know that it's okay and it's safe to have feelings and then talk it through with a voice of reason. So I could tell them that, hey, I know that you're going to leave your friends in Illinois, yeah. but we have FaceTime and we're only two hours away. Yeah, Like yeah. we're going to be able to, we'll be, we will make time and letting them know that they, they're heard and, yes. and understanding that their voice has weight to it. Yeah. Their feelings have weight and that mom and dad hear them and that we will make provision, however it be, to make well, sure that everything's going to be okay. Again, leaning into the things that are paramount, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he did that exact thing when he's talking about is because <clears throat> we were actually, you know, of course, very much everything happened so quick, but it was like, okay, we are going to make time to make sure these kids still get to see their friends from Illinois. And he's been so good about that. And we even told the kids that day, hey, you guys miss some people. You have some things that's hap that are happening that you're really struggling through. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. We're, we're going to make time to make sure that you don't lose those relationships there. Well, and in the middle of doing <clears throat> ministry, in the middle of doing life, we're human. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that a picture of our Savior, really? I mean, yeah. you know, John 11, mm -hmm. Jesus wept. Sure. Yeah. He wept because a friend had passed. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was so human. He wept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that we can't, in times of change, in times of difficulty, that we can't have those same feelings is so contrary right, sure. to yeah. what we see Jesus being when he was here. For sure. On earth. So that you guys were able to share that with your kids was just incredible. Yeah, no doubt. You know, one other thing that comes to mind when you're talking about rough times or rocky moments is it's okay to, to pull from other people. Um, the way that I have worked on myself internally is there are some insecurities that I've been through in my life and some things that I've dealt with, and I don't ever want to be an inconvenience on people. But knowing that you have the right people in your life um, and being able to pull from them. Um, I, I will never forget being able to get on a text thread with some of my peoples <laughs> and say, guys, I'm not okay today. And, um, and get encouragement. And the other thing that was cool about that is I had one of the guys call me um, that day and say, you know, because you did that, it makes me feel safe that I can do that as well. So it's, it's all right to pull from other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need one another. No doubt. We do. We yeah. do. Well, if you can, share with us some final thoughts. Our time together is coming to a close. And what would you share with other families who are maybe going through a time of significant change in their lives? Sure. I would say being intentional. I think we've kind of maybe touched on it a little bit, but with us specifically, with driving back and forth and then our, our time in the middle of the week is kind of our routine time, right? And that's our time where we can be intentional with um, making, I don't know, special times with the kids. You know, we've, uh, it was right, or, right at the time after Thanksgiving, um, we had listed our house and it was Christmas time and all this. And we were in the middle of um, kind of still doing school at that point because we're, you know, running a little bit behind with our homeschool stuff. And I said, you know what, guys, we're going to make cookies today. You know, and we did. We made cookies that day. We played games and we have been super intentional about making sure that we spend the time with each other 
throughout the week. Right. But not only that, but also with the kids. We have carved out, you know, at least a day. We are very intentional about making sure that we have time with the family. You were telling yeah. me the other night about, uh, I think it was Valentine's Day week. That was yes. so cute. Yes, how yes. you guys set up these little minute to win it games. We did. And you we were did. having fun Love with the that. balloons and doing different yep. things. My wife is a rock star. She will <laughs> yeah. make anything special. <laughs> but we turned uh, yeah. on the candles. We got the candlelight awesome. going and we had special little plates nice and, little dinner. and we decorated the table up and I then we did it. minute to win it games. Yeah. So cute. It's, it's just all taking about, those times. Yeah. yeah. It's all about not wasting the time that you do have. Yeah. Um, uh, something that happened the other day was really neat was um, I was coming home from work. The girls were out doing something. And I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to go in my room and take a nap and <laughs> read or whatever you, I could do just to relax. But instead I went over to the closet and I pulled out the game of Battleship and I told Ben and I said, we got 45 minutes. It's the best out of three. And like that changed the whole night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like to see the excitement. I'm like, this isn't even a fun game, dude. But I mean, it was, it, it was, it was just something. Cause, about... cause battleships always are perpendicular or parallel with one another in real life. Right. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. But I mean, it, it, it was really cool. The, the other thing though, if I could share with anybody is this, is that I feel like so many times, um, I don't know if women feel this way. I'd, I'd love to get into their mind and know, but I know that guys do, is that even in change, we want to put on the facade or the appearance of, we got this. Everything's all right. Oh, it's okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. And like, and it's all right with those people that you are close with and you're drawing from. Ben, I will never, as long as I live, forget a moment where we were out with some friends. It was the second week I was pastoring and I felt <laughs> just so heavy. Like the weight of pastoring had finally descended and I had no idea how to handle it. And we dropped the kids off at your house and you guys were talking about things. And uh, I, was, I was wanting to go, I said I wanted to get my mind right or study for my sermon, but I just didn't feel like I was productive to the group. So I wanted to get away and I wanted to run away. And uh, you took me to a place where I could, uh, air quotes, study. And um, you just looked at me and said, are you okay? And I said, man, I'm not. I just, I don't know how to do this. And like, you didn't like try to counsel me. It wasn't, it wasn't something. Now, this is one of my best friends. This, you didn't try to like have words of wisdom. You put your head your forehead on the top of my head and your hands on my shoulders and you began to pray and cry. And that's what I needed. I needed somebody that would pick up for me. And at that point, I learned that, you know what? It's all right not to be okay. If you have the right people in your life, God has put them there for a reason. So with that being said, don't waste the time that you have. It's all right not to be okay and you better over-communicate. Communication is key with, with everybody around, with your family, with your spouse, with yeah. your ministry, with your pastor, and with God. You let God know how, how everything is. Yeah. Well, we have really enjoyed having you on today. Um, We've enjoyed being here for sure. We, we'd be honored if maybe Pastor Oliver, if you would please lead us out in a word of prayer. That'd be great. Sure. Jesus, we thank you for everything that you are. We love you. We're asking that you would 
just be with people that are going through any sort of change. God, as, as they're dealing with things, that they would realize, God, that their situation, their life, their, their circumstances may be changing, but you don't. Thank you so much for being consistent. We ask that you would bless everybody that hears this and help us to do anything and everything that we can to build your kingdom. We love you and we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we sure do love you guys. I think you know that. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing your journey through the changes that you've been through um, with our audience. It's been great having you guys today on This Is Family. We love y'all. Love you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a few moments to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you don't already follow Calvary on social media, make sure you like, subscribe, and share on your favorite platform at Calvary Tab Indy. We hope you'll join us next month for another episode of This Is Family. For now, we say farewell and we pray God's blessings on your family.